Hi, everybody. This is Marna Thal with the Thin Within podcast, where I give you mental secrets for weight loss mastery. And many of you have said to me, Marna, why don't you take your weekly Facebook lives and put them on your podcast? So here is this week's Facebook Live. Welcome, 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 everybody. As you all know, we spent some time in the hospital and um, she's feeling better, but she's still in a little bit of pain. She has mesentery adenitis, kind of this inflammation in her lymph nodes. We thought it was appendicitis, but it turns out, go figure, it was not. So we're back. I'm back. I apologize. My inner circle got to see me in my prettiest state. <laughs> it was so nice to take a shower yesterday and be here for you. So let's jump right in. There's a few things that came up as I was thinking about all of you when I was in this zone of managing her. And I was thinking about all of you and I was thinking about how if you can practice listening to your body and eating when you're hungry and up to satisfied, if you can manage that in times of calm, it's going to be a heck of a lot easier to manage it when you are in a stressful situation like dealing with hospital situations, right? Or dealing with a coronavirus or dealing with a fight or dealing with some sort of trauma. So the more opportunity, if life's a little bit calm, I would say hunker down and really, 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 really begin to feel inside of hunger. Feel that satisfaction. Feel inside your body because when things are calm and you practice and your brain gets the connection inside your head that, hey, this is what we do and it doesn't matter if we're on vacation, if it's stressful, if we're traumatized, then it will know what to do for you when you have a situation like this. And even though I've been doing this for gobs of years, I still felt that those words in my head. So here's a few examples. When you're in a hospital, you don't know when you're going to eat, really. It's, you know, I went 12 hours not eating or something like that. We have an amazing children's hospital here in Colorado. I could always pop in and go grab something to eat. But when we finally got up to her room and she had not eaten for a day and I found myself just wanting to grab at her food unconsciously like how often how many of you give me the high five there like how many of you go where you're just all of a sudden you find yourself you don't even mean to do it but you're grabbing I didn't want to do that I didn't need to do that and I know that I shouldn't do that like that is not part of my way of eating but even still I found myself noticing my desire to just grab and I did that because one, it was a stressful situation, two, I hadn't eaten, and three, it just looked good, okay? How often are we saying, it looks good, it's there, I should just have it, I don't know when I'm gonna eat again, that was another one, not sure when I'm gonna eat again. All of those things popped up in my head. And then the next morning we slept the night. She got to order and she was so excited because she spent the whole day. They didn't want her to eat anything because they didn't know if she was gonna have to go into surgery. She was so excited. She orders these chocolate chip pancakes and potatoes. And I asked her to get me a couple hard boiled eggs because I thought that's perfect. If when I'm hungry, I'll have a couple hard boiled eggs. And I noticed my desire to wanna grab her food. 
Because, come on, if you're going to have hard-boiled eggs or chocolate chip pancakes, <laughs> right, what's going to be a little more compelling? So I took a couple bites of her pancakes, and I was aware of it, and I said, you know, I'm really not that hungry. I had an egg. How often do you do that where you have this great intention? The great intention was having those two eggs. Two hard-boiled eggs and some coffee. That was my amazing, wonderful brain's intention. But then my eyeball saw what she had, and I wanted to just have it. I want to make sure that you're aware of, we're going to talk about this in internal dialogue, this unconscious eating, this see it, eat it, have it, need it, right? That gets in the way that I saw myself doing, especially in a heightened stressful situation. I'm not typically like that in a normal situation, but I know that I've programmed myself over the years, over and over and over, to not typically do that. And it was interesting watching myself do that. So let's talk about how to get in front of this unconscious eating this let's grab food let's just eat it let's just shove it in our mouth because it's there if we look at the action of unconscious eating here we have the action okay on one side we have the action on the other side before the action ever occurs what comes before the action in our head we start to say something looks good I want it. Let's grab it. Not sure when I'm going to eat again. I think I might be hungry. How many of you are doing that practicing hunger and you go, hmm, I think I might be hungry. It's not thinking, it's feeling. And I talk about these different types of hungers where you have one of the hungers is the thinking hunger where you think you should have food. You think you want food. You think you need food. But hunger just like having to go to the bathroom does not reside here. It resides here in your body. And so when you start to do all this conversation about wanting to grab food, it's important to realize it's not that you're broken. It's not that you can't get in front of this eating. It's not that you can't get in front of it because a lot of times we think, oh, I don't have any power over that. When, when my daughter had those pancakes, I have no power. No, food is neutral. Remember this. Food is neutral. It's just food. My cup of coffee. Neutral. What do we give meaning to? Do we give meaning to this cup of coffee that it's good? Some of you be like, oh, I love coffee. Some of you will say, I hate coffee. It's disgusting. We give meaning to it. I gave meaning instead of to my eggs. I gave more meaning to her pancakes. And instead of just having my two eggs, I had one egg. And then I thought, hmm, maybe I'll do that. Now, there's nothing wrong with me doing that. But what I really, really wanted was I wanted to take care of my body. I wanted to nurture my body and nurture what was going on inside of my hunger. So choosing that food was not the right choice for me. So how often are you showing up where and giving meaning to food that just doesn't need to have extra meaning or giving meaning to something that doesn't need to have extra meaning. Food is neutral. What we do in our head is we make meaning because that's what we do. We are meaning making machines. I want all of you to be aware of what are you saying before you just go grab food, before you just go and eat, before you do anything like that, give yourself a little bit of time 
to look at the words. Look at your sentences. Be clear of what sentences you're saying before you go and have food. I want you all to think about what are the phrases, what are the words, what are the sentences you say before you go and eat something, before you just grab. Because it never just happens. We think it happens and we condition in our brain, I see something, I eat it. That does happen with repetition over time. But if we were to slow the process down, we have a thought that creates a feeling of need inside of ourselves that then creates the action. Where do we change the action? We don't change it by not having the food. We change it by how we think and relate to food. So if I would have said, oh, that is awesome for my daughter. I'm glad she's having those pancakes in the hospital. Enjoy the hell out of those pancakes. And I'm gonna have my eggs when I'm hungry and let it go, I could just let it go. I'm also seeing that a lot of you are fighting in your head. I should have this, I shouldn't have this, this is bad, this is good, should I do this, should I not do this? Oh my God, it gets exhausting, right? It gets overwhelming. And so I wanna encourage all of you to, the way to get in front of those words is to relax that part of you. So if that part of you is having a hissy fit and wants what it wants when it wants it, I encourage you to just let it go. Stop fighting with it. The fight makes the energy around food much more intense. Imagine you have a two-year-old, okay? And she's having a fight. She wants what she wants when she wants it. That's the part of our brain, our less developed part of our brain, our hind brain that wants what it wants. And if you can get in front of it, if you can tell it, it's okay, I see that you really want that food. You really, really need that food. Then you'll get in front of it. You'll be able to allow that to calm down. If you told your two-year-old, I know you're mad, just scream it out, just have a fit. In just a minute, up to five, typically up to five, 10 minutes, that craving, that yelling will go away. But if you fight it, what you're doing is you're giving power to the food. You're fighting about something that we're actually trying to lessen the energy around. We're trying to neutralize food's power over you so that you don't fight. And instead you calm it down, you relax it, you neutralize that energy. So that's the power of honoring your body. That's the power of starting to make peace with the craziness that goes on in our head as it relates to food. The see it, eat it, grab it, have it. It's exhausting when we keep fighting, but when you can stop the fight and give in to the conversation and, I'll, and hear it, hear that part of you. So I call it your inner craving, I call it your inner two-year-old. And if you see it as part of you, like this entity, as well as this entity of this naturally thin you, and you have these different parts of you, because you totally do, and if you can start making friends with her instead of hating her or him, and you can make friends with her and know that that thin part of you is there too, and you make friends with her, or him, then what starts to happen is you stop having the fight. You just step into your power. You just start to hear what is. And you say, yes, you want food and you're having a freaking fit and you're wanting screaming and yelling. Okay, okay, yeah. And when you're hungry, we'll have that. When you're hungry, you have those pancakes or whatever it is, okay? 
you neutralize the voice in your head. You start softening it, relaxing it, and making friends with it. And you stop making yourself wrong. Because when we have these cravings, we often make ourselves wrong. No, we're always going to have cravings. There's nothing wrong with having cravings. The part that gets us in trouble is when I go and have a craving and I act on it when my body doesn't need food, when it's not hungry. That's what gets me in trouble. That's what the challenging part is. And so if I can listen to my hunger and say, okay, I'm having this crazy craving. Let's wait till I'm hungry and have it. Then I'm putting it into my body when my body actually needs food. And that's gonna change the game. It's gonna change the game in here and it's gonna change the game here. I wanted to talk about the fact that how many of you have you have put on jeans? <laughs> I just did it today. I've been in sweats. I've been in yoga pants. I have been in sundresses. I haven't put on jeans. And it felt really nice to just put on a pair of jeans today just to see, oh God, I was gonna like, okay, here we go. Gonna put on jeans. How's it gonna feel? How am I gonna do? What's going on? It was fine. But you may wanna put on some nice clothes just to make sure you, know, you can kind of see where you're at in your body and you can also beautify you. It's nice to have a pair of jeans on today and feel like, wow, I'm kind of a normal person today. That feels pretty nice. It felt pretty good to do that. So if you haven't put on a pair of jeans and you haven't dressed up a little bit, not that I'm dressed up, but I do have jeans on, which is awesome, then that feels really, really, really good. The results. I want to tell all of you about the results of the 30-day challenge. 22 people in the challenge lost over 10 pounds. Like, um, 19 people lost between 5 and 9 pounds. 11 people lost, oh, 12 people, because I heard from one other person, lost between one and four pounds. And 11 people I didn't hear from. So I just want to say, like, awesome congratulations to all of you who did the 30-day challenge. I'm very, very excited by that. And I'm really excited because the feedback that I got was Oh my God, I didn't realize how messed up my relationship with food was. And I didn't realize that I could really start healing it from within. I didn't have to be on a diet. I didn't have to watch what foods I was eating, but I really had to watch what the thinking was and what my thoughts are. And, and those who took the challenge in January have now continued on to lose, like I've heard from a few people who've lost now 52 pounds, 61 pounds. So that's really, really awesome. I'm super, super grateful. Yay, I'm so glad you lost 20 pounds, Connie. Awesome, awesome job. So I'm very excited about that. The big thing that I want all of you to think about um, is the fact, well, one, know that I do these all on my Thin Within Results page every Wednesday. They're totally free. So just a few things. If you're new to me, that you can follow me and you can hear all this good information about how to reprogram your brain to think, eat, live, thin. Roberta, awesome. Glad you've lost 20 pounds since January too. See, I mean, the cool thing is you don't have to deprive yourself. You just have to go in here to look at your relationship with food a little bit differently, heal it in a different way, and honor your body in a new way. And it really comes down to the magic here is it comes down to what you're thinking. Food is neutral, but your thoughts aren't. Um, your thoughts give way to feelings, which give way to actions. And when you look at your thinking and how, it, how you relate to food in a new way, when you look at your thinking and you look at 
how you speak about food, how you talk about yourself and your body and your ability to lose weight and how you feel in your body and what you think it's possible to do and accomplish, that's a different type of conversation than eat this for breakfast, eat this for lunch, and eat this for dinner. There's a reason why when I was told <laughs> to eat a certain way, I would go do the opposite. My brain would just be like, screw you, I'm gonna do what I want. Our brain craves freedom. Our brain wants freedom more than anything in the world. And so to put a diet on a brain that wants a lot of freedom with food, that's why 95% of diets don't work. That's why so many people are struggling with dieting. But if you can then work with your brain to be at peace with food, to be in harmony with food, to listen in with your body, then you'll start to see some serious weight loss. I just saw it in the last 30 day challenge. I've seen it dramatically over this year and the 23 years I've been doing this, but I'm so clear and so, so clear that it begins with your thoughts, which is why if you want something free to do, one of the things you can do is if you go to thinwithin.com, I have a free new course. I just did it. It's free. It's just a three part video series. But what the focus is, is it's really focused in on what do you want? A lot of times we're living with our bodies in the past. We're remembering how awesome it was to be 120 pounds, how amazing it was to go do this and that, and how that diet was so awesome that worked 22 years ago, but it hasn't worked the 15 times we've tried it. A lot of times we come from that vantage point instead of creating what we want in the future. When we live from the place of the future, of where we wanna go, that's what the course is about creating. Create what you want. And I'll walk you through it in a way where you're utilizing your three dominant senses. So I walk you through, create what you want, and then keep this alive. You have to activate your vision for your life, for your body. And then when you keep it alive, it keeps you focused on where you wanna go. It's much easier to say no to cake when you're like, because I wanna look so good and I wanna feel good and I wanna make a difference in the world. And when you are clear of what you want, it makes it easier. That cake is like, mm, cake, because I have more to do in this life. I have a bigger game plan right now. So that's a really simple way you can see if you like my approach. It's just a three-part video series and you can see what is it that you wanna create because many of you don't have a vision for yourself. You're reacting to yourself. You're reacting to food or you're reacting to what you see on the scale and then you go into action mode of what you think you should do. And then you're shooting all over yourself all day long with, here's what I should do, here's what I should do. Instead of feeling inspired, let's just talk about that. Who doesn't wanna just feel inspired and live from inspiration? I have a vision, all my inner circle members, they all have visions. We're focusing on the end of the meal at dinner time this month. That's our focus. I sent them my vision and it's at my table, except for the last couple of days where I've been in the hospital with my daughter, it wasn't there, but it's at the table. I read it before I eat because I'm so clear of the body I wanna keep creating and have that I want it to be activated. I wanna live into that. I wanna be thinner and lighter and healthier and more vibrant in my skin. And so having that vision creates that. It makes the meal easy when I'm writing down, 
how I want to think, how I want to feel, how I want to relate to food. So that's what the free course will do that. It'll, it'll go through creating your thin vision for yourself. And then it goes into two things I learned from the naturally thin after studying, you know, hundreds of naturally thin people. And lastly, oh, it talks about your inner two-year-old, that part of you that wants what it wants when it wants it. So those are the three parts of that course. It's easy to digest and I have a workbook that goes through it. So it'll just, you just print that out and you can walk through that. So hopefully that's a great resource source for all of you guys. For all of you um, who are part of my inner circle, part of my tribe, sorry, this week has been crazy, crazy, crazy. I apologize. This has just been a crazy week. Sending y'all big love. Go to thinwithin.com and check out the free course. It's free. All right, everybody. Sending you lots of love. Bye everyone.